Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Millennial Catholic. I'm your host, Andrew Miller, and across the table yet again is that one and only Father Scott. It's good to see you uh, here be on the thing. <laughs> yes. And uh, Podcast Dog is here, too. He's very upset. Uh, who knows why? Ah. So, question of the day is, is there any... <laughs> he says funny. yes. That's funny. The dog moral... is trying to be on the podcast. He sure is. Is there any moral obligation that we should have when it comes to consuming media? Ooh, what an interesting question. What an interesting question. Any moral obligation that we should have when it comes to consuming media? Like, do we have a moral obligation to watch the news? Or avoid certain movies or songs or anything of that nature that would, yeah, I don't know, like lead us to sin, invite the devil into the house, anything. Good, good, good question. Good question. So, you know, there'll be some uh, exorcists who will say you can't watch Harry Potter or read his books. Otherwise, you'll get possessed with demons. Um, I, I'm I'm going to table that because I'm not, I, I, I'm not really into Harry Potter. So, um, but I, I don't know. That's. When you start to get into that sort of thing, it gets a little weird. What you want to do is you want to say, is, how is this leading me to sin? You've got to be able to explain to people, okay, so how is this actually leading somebody into sin? So, um, for instance, you might be watching some educational video about uh, reproductive organs or something like that. Yes. That That's not, if it, the question is, is whether or not it's causing you to sin. So, a sin would be going against the will of God. Uh, an example of sin would be um, lust. And do these images cause you to lust? That, that's the question. Not whether it's pictures of naked people. It's whether these pictures of naked people are causing you to lust. Because it's okay to look at naked people. But the and artwork work and other artwork things. work and medicine. Um, so, so it's it's really the attitude of the heart towards that which is being seen. I will go off on. Can I go off on a random tangent? As you do. I am concerned about YouTube. Uh, until recently, uh, what did I? I went on. A, I was I was going off on a thing about uh, backyard decorations. Um, I started watching YouTube videos on like how to do landscaping. But what I've what I've discovered, and I've given up YouTube for several days. Um, and multiple lengths. In multiple lengths. My mind and my intellect works differently when I haven't been watching YouTube. And this is something that I'm, I'm discovering now in myself, which is remarkable. The, um, the algorithms of the YouTube are constantly trying to provide you another thing to, to stay on their program. And I've discovered that YouTube is more intelligent than I am. So, I mean, it is a computer. It the is, and the, and, the, and the artificial intelligence is smarter than me. And so it knows just the right buttons to push to keep me on, to keep me watching this stuff. And I actually think now that you should, you should treat your YouTube like you would a pack of cigarettes. So you'd say, well, Father, I, cigarettes give you lung cancer. And I say, well, actually, YouTube also... Is, is designed to be addictive. So you've got to figure right. out a way. How do I, uh, you know, a, a smoker might just smoke occasionally. 
Um, but it's it's very tempting once you start going down that path to pull out of a YouTube situation. I, I see it with a lot of people today. They're just not able to get out of the YouTube uh, world. And I don't know if they're able to give it up. Um, but I do think I, I've noticed I've been able to think better and with greater clarity uh, when I give up the YouTube. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what's interesting about some of these, these new technologies is it's not a passive thing like television where you're just watching television and then you can turn it off. Now these are designed to in such a way that it's, it's purposely manufactured so that you will try not to turn it off. And then it'll continue to grasp your, your mind. So let's, let's go back to the original question, right? Mm-hmm. You, you talk about YouTube and how like it, it, it sucks you into mm-hmm. staying on. I mean, if I'm watching stuff about how to roof soft its work and... Sure, sure. No, there, this, know, this is good. There, there is information you can glean from it. Just like sm- smoking cigarettes is not a sin, going on YouTube is not a sin. However, when, when you have become addicted to the substance and it's destroying your health, that's going against the will of God. How so? Because you're made in his image and likeness. And he doesn't want you to do things that are unhealthy because he wants you to be healthy. But I mean, is, is watching YouTube for like an hour a day? If you can, if you can control it, if you can control it, just like I just have a, I just smoke a pipe once, uh, once a week or once a month. Uh, if you can control it, so it's the same like, thing with alcohol. Is right? Some people down can the line of like gluttony. Then is that yes, yes. I think the best sin to describe the internet consumption, we call it binge watching for a reason. It is a gluttonous behavior in our relationship with information. So uh, that's a great way to put it. If I were to put this in a sin category, it would be gluttony. Yes. But even we know this with foods, you know, different food companies purposely make their food uh, uh, like a like a fast food market. They, they make them unsatisfying and unnutritious precisely so that you'll come back and eat it again. Yes. Like I used to be able to polish off a whole box of Oreo cookies. Who can't? I know. When I was in uh, high school, I mean, I could just chow down. Um, that was just insane. As our producer shoves a cookie down her mouth that's fair that's good but again in moderation but it's it's and the, and the virtue here is the virtue of temperance we you know you like you temper steel you smash it with a hammer to form it into something um temperance here is how do you uh how do you modulate your appetites um either sexual and that the virtue of that is chastity or uh abstinence which would be the ability not to just chow down. Well, okay. So is there anything minus the obvious, like pornography and things of that nature? Are there things we should avoid online? Why, why should you avoid pornography? Well, because that's lustful. You're lusting over what, whomever I can, in, in I can act. I will, the, the goal of pornography, and it comes from the Greek, uh, porneia graphis, which means to write with unchastity. So porneia means unchastity and graphis means to write. So, um, so yeah, with pornography, um, if 
if it causes you to lust, it should be avoided. It should be avoided. And, and it is designed in such a way to cause you to lust. It's funny we're talking about this. I'm, I'm on this whole bewitching kick. Like the idea of, of what bewitching is. Uh-huh. I think a lot of these things are designed to bewitch. It's a good word. I want to bring that word back. Bewitch. YouTube bewitches you. Pornography bewitches you. Uh, these people who are um, these OnlyFans accounts or whatever, yes. they bewitch you. Out of so, your money. Yeah. So they, it, there's a bewitching nature in them. That that's very uh, interesting to me. But like, I mean, should are there songs that we should avoid? Are these like, I think music and you know, you talked about Harry Potter at the beginning. Yeah, some I, some people I, think that. I, I think it it has to be. This is where discernment comes in. So, what the other thing is, I think a lot of people just think about sin as um, there are things I'm supposed to do and there are things I'm not supposed to do. What am I not supposed to do? Well, the you should try to avoid things. And this takes this take this takes greater reflection. And I think this is a, a bigger problem that we have in the world today. Is all right? Am I able to be reflective enough to say this is not helping my, me grow in my relationship with God, or this is helping me grow in my relationship with God? So, um, is the YouTube helpful, or is it not helpful? Uh, are these movies that you're watching that are risque, perhaps helpful or not? Um, How do you mean helpful? Are, are they helping you grow in your relationship with God or helping you be recreated in such a way that after watching it, you feel refreshed? Well, I mean, I'm just watching it so I can know how to fix my toilet. I mean, it doesn't... And then I, that's, fulfilling, that's fulfilling the need to fix the toilet then. And, that, and that's a good thing. So you're using it as a tool. I think that this is why I like this bewitching line is you're using your YouTube as a tool to help you fix the toilet, right? Right. But the YouTube is also trying to use you to get your data to sell it to advertisers. So you're trying to use it, but it's not a passive tool. It's not like a hammer. Your hammer doesn't have the power to bewitch you, but the YouTube does. Much like the ring in Tolkien. Okay, so I put the ring on. Mm-hmm. It makes me invisible. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Right? I can escape. Yes. I can get away from Golem and his riddles. Yes. And as he rushes up, up the tunnel, I can follow him now. Right, right, right. That's good, Bilbo. I mean, it helped me. It did. It right? did. Like, it, it, it was helpful and... In helping me escape from the Undermount? The, it real, was... the real question, I think, with the ring is, do you have the power to take it off eventually? Yes. Hopefully. But one day, you may, not, you may be so addicted to the power of the ring that you will not be able to take it off. And there, there's, there's good to life without the ring as well, just as there's good to life without the iPhone. But... A lot of people don't know what that good is. And this always brings me back to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Can they turn off the targeting computer? Or do, do, do people today even understand how one can live without the targeting computer? Can they see how that's a, a good way, and I would even argue better way, to be? 
I mean, a lot of millennials don't. I don't hear. Well, here's the thing, though, right? We use our phone for pretty much everything. I know. Like, there's a problem with this. I hop in the car. I need to go to. I need to go to Kinkos in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get to Kinkos in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. I just I, I plug my phone into my car and my bring up my maps and I type it in and not off I go. Mm-hmm. I while I'm doing that I can play an audiobook and listen to the book on my way off mm-hmm. to Annapolis. The question is how much of your soul are you willing to delegate to Google? Well, here's the question. What if that book I am listening to is The Social Teachings of the Church? Fair. No, that can be good. See, it can be good. The ring gives you power. The ring helps you to do things. But the the big problem is going to be how do you how do you turn how do you take the ring off? And and can you see the good in a life where if you can if you can stop using your iPhone, then you can just use it as a tool. But if it becomes precious to you, if you're constantly scrolling again and again in the dark cave, and you're there twist your mind for the next 500 years, then, then, you're, then Gollum, you are, you're in trouble. But do not underestimate the power of the ring or Google. If I play puzzles at night to help me fall asleep, hmm, hmm, I see what you're saying. Yes. I need, I need the ring to sleep. You need the ring to sleep. You need the ring to eat. You need the ring to drive. You need the ring to think. You need the ring to vote. You need the ring to be vaccinated. You need the ring for everything. All is drawn into the power of the ring. Tolkien was so right. And then you have all these great movies in the 80s, which were like, can you turn off the targeting computer? Can you stop Judgment Day? Can you... Um, was a, was another one I was just thinking about just recently. I forget what it was, but there's um oh can you can you fight against the Borg uh, with Star Borg. Trek? So it's like we are the Borg. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. Um, most millennials have been assimilated. Future. It's like that SpongeBob episode where Squidward gets thrown into the future. Yeah, no, I I, I really see uh, mo- people are now. It, we think we're using the YouTube, but in, in reality, we are the ones now, I think, being programmed. And you see, you see how we, you, you encounter this in life all the time, where you encounter programmed people. And what will happen is you will have a conversation with them. Right. They will take that and fit it into their algorithm, which has been programmed by YouTube. And then they'll spit back whatever is their programming. And very few now still have free minds where they can say, hmm, I formed this opinion myself. This is what I think is true. This is my own personal conviction apart from what I've heard in the media or on YouTube. I I meet very few people like that. And, and And I think the distinguishing characteristic is they're able to doubt everything, which I very much admire. He doesn't like the fact that you can doubt everything, apparently. No, doubting is good. You have to have doubt in order to have faith. Um, You also need to have doubt in order so that you are not programmed. Because you have to be able to say, okay, this is what YouTube is telling me. Is it, do I think it's true? Does it pass the smell test? Does, Does this sound 
truthful. You've always got to be able to be able to dissociate from it a little bit and, and then evaluate it yourself. Um, I'm, I'm seeing with the millennials who do not know how to turn off the targeting computer, that the targeting computer literally melds with their minds and they're constantly being told when to try to shoot their photon torpedoes. Apparently he doesn't like that either. Who knows what the podcast dog likes Oh, today. the poor podcast. The dog's fine. Um, He's just whining. But I, this is this is actually... So So when we think about... I remember this one guy from the Knights of Columbus. He said, Father, we got to get out there. We got to evangelize. And I say, that is not possible. Because I actually think the bigger problem is um, we need to exercise before we can evangelize. Because what you're dealing here is with a bewitched population. And you can't evangelize people who are bewitched because their minds are no longer their own. Um, this is a this is how big the problem is, I think. So how do you unbewitch people then? That's a great do you question. put an EMP into the atmosphere and shut all the electronics down? That, that would be interesting to see what would happen if that were to occur. Um, I think waking people up to the danger of the ring uh, is is the first step. We tried to do this with our mythology in the 1980s, with your Star Wars, your Star Treks, uh, every, with your Battlestar Galacticas. Artificial intelligence is dangerous. With Terminator, we can't let it uh, take over our lives. What I, I think um, uh, in this movie I saw, The Social Dilemma, they made a really good point. Uh, artificial intelligence hasn't surpassed our strengths. It simply surpassed our weaknesses. And now it, it's easy to, for it to prey upon those. It doesn't have to be smarter than us. It just has to be a little bit better than our, our weaknesses. And then we... Or is it an experience? It is an exploitation of the weaknesses. Oh, no, it's, it's exploiting that. Right. And the algorithm writers are doing that for profit uh, in a masterful way, um, in a way that's so much smarter than anything we could ever. So it's almost like you're picking up this, this incredibly intelligent idol, and it, it will take over your ability to think for yourself. I think we've already seen that in a lot of situations. So we put the iPhone away. You put the iPhone away because you have an iPhone. I am better than you. I have an Android. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you put the iPhone away. You put your Mac away. You only have a record player, CD player, radio, combination, whatever. What do you do? How do you research for your homilies? How do you I write? Your I never research for my homilies. I know you don't. How do you write <laughs> your homilies then? I'd have to get a typewriter. Interesting. But what I would do, I mean, right now, I, I mean, how would you communicate? I don't have, with I don't your have internet. Staff? I don't have internet coming into my house. Correct. So I like that. I'm finding ways to to cut off from uh, the Cylons um, using the Battlestar Galactica uh, idea here. There, there's, there's, and it, and I'm not doing this just for. Uh, but I, I, I want to be able to be still, I still want to maintain my brain. I, I don't want to delegate my ability to think to big tech. So how would you communicate with your staff then? I, well, I would have to, I have to find a way to use the ring because it's everywhere now. You, you kind of have to find a way. You should train a raven. 
So, so I can send messages to people. Yes, I like that. But, I, but I, I think we just got to find a way to. Um, I try to use it as little as possible. For instance, people will send. You know, this has been just for uh, functioning. Mm-hmm. I, I call people on the phone far more than I email them. Email is also starting to die just because it's a uh, because now you have text messaging because you have text messaging and FaceTime. Correct. Correct. And these things where I can sit here and go, oh yes. I am now in uh, so-and-so's house because I can sit here with Skype and Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, uh, I, I, my bigger threat isn't so much the phone or the internet. Uh, those, those are still able to be used as tools or even text messaging. Mm-hmm. The fear is these big tech and artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence is where it gets uh, addictive. So how do we? So I, th- I think like YouTube, you could easily give up until you actually absolutely needed to have it. But I like watching my British men complete Sudokus. Okay, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, and I like watching my jelly marble runs. I concur. <laughs> Question is how 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 often are you watching them? Uh. Well, he, okay, so here's the thing, right? So I watch, other, yeah. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I watch, I watch these guys uh, solve Sudokus, but I also try to solve them with them. Okay. So they have a thing where you can, you know, click a link under the description of the video, and it brings up the same one that they're working on. So then I will pause the video, and I will go try to solve it myself, and then I get stuck, and then I will play the video and see where I messed up. Or, you know, what they see. And then I'm like, okay, I understand what you're telling me. And then I go and try to solve some more. And then I'm like, okay, I'm still stuck. And then play some more. And then, you know, back and forth. Or other times it's like, maybe once I have to have to do it. Maybe twice. And other times I just... I just... Uh, I just watched the video because I'm like, there's no way in heck I can ever solve this. Fair. Um, and, and there's, it's okay to, to again, we're, this is, this is not getting in the way of your relationship with God necessarily, uh, but to recognize that it is programmed to addict you. Yes. You, 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 so you're, you're, uh, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, a lot of things can be dangerous, though. True driving can be dangerous. Dan- walking down the street can Correct. be dangerous. Correct. Correct. Smoking can be dangerous. Drinking can be dangerous. But this is this is this sleeping is... can be dangerous. Correct. There's a lot of things that are dangerous, though. But artificial intelligence is of a danger of a different kind. Because this doesn't come from nature, right? This God. this this is intelligent. This knows. This will. This knows how to manipulate you better than you could possibly imagine. 